As the clock ticks down to zero in the state title game, your Kittitas Coyote boys basketball team wins their third straight state title. There is the horn. Let the celebration begin for the Ellensburg High School girls basketball team, who are your 2023 WIAA 2A state champs, concluding their second straight undefeated season. Davis Spencer in the windup and the one-two pitch on the way. And strike three. And your Ellensburg Bulldogs are the 2018 state champs, continuing their dominance with the third state title in the last five years. This is Justin McKee, your voice of the Ellensburg Rodeo, and you're listening to the Kittitas Valley Sports Talk Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Eric, John, and Sammy. Well, welcome back, and welcome to the Kittitas Valley Sports Talk Podcast. I am Eric Sorensen, joined by John Goodat. Sammy is off doing that. He's on assignment. He's on assignment. He's on assignment. I think he's got a freshman or something like that, getting ready for school. He's got like some sort of... I don't know, orientation or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so we unfortunately don't get the we're dog free today. There's no dog in the well, I guess you you might root for those. Oh yeah, bulldog free. I was like, got, where are you going with No, that? he's a husky. The poodle's oh, not here yeah, today. The poodle. Um, but yeah. we do miss Sammy and we hope that he randomly shows up. We'll see if it happens. I don't know. But it's a big week. The well, okay. It's big because the Ellensburg Rodeo is happening, but the yeah. Mariners are in first place all by themselves at this moment in time. It is nuts. So, rodeo coming along, high school sports coming along, and the Mariners are, I, I don't even want to say the Mariners are relevant. The Mariners are like the trendsetter for all of MLB right now. Yeah, big time. And it's it's big because even like on their national scene, I know the day after they took first place, it was all Mariners on MLB Network, mm-hmm. and it was the talk on the Buster Only Baseball Tonight podcast. The Mariners are doing their thing, and, and it was the talk on our on our text thread. We were blowing right. it up, right? Yeah, down eight games or something like that to take everybody over and have a one game lead. Going, it's too bad they all won last night, but the Mariners kicked the crud out of Oakland last night, so it was good. I mean, things are trending in the right direction, and I hope that we keep just dominating this stretch of baseball because this last two, three weeks of the season are going to be. And tough. it's like you're leading me right into what I was going to say. So we're recording this on a Tuesday afternoon. So they got two more against Oakland and then they've got an East coast or an Eastern trip mm-hmm. three at the Mets, New York Mets three against Cincinnati. I believe both of those teams are, they're both below 500 mm-hmm. uh, and then four against Tampa Bay, which as of right now, is leading the leading the AL East, and uh, so that's going to be what three, six. That's ten straight games in ten days. I think it is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, ten games in ten days. That's pretty exciting. <clears throat> that's got to be a brutal trip too. Uh huh. Hopefully, their season, and hopefully, everybody's getting healthy and rested, getting leading into this because. Uh, it's kind of crunch time to keep things going, and luckily, you can't, Texas isn't going to keep losing. They're you know they're eventually going to catch a stride here. And start hey, winning we just got to be a half game above them. That's exactly right. I mean, I want to be five mm-hmm. and a half games above them, but we just got to be a half game above them. I mean, if you think about it, since the All Star break, mm-hmm. we started playing again on Friday, July fourteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to credit this website since they don't sponsor us, but it. Begins with an E and ends with Espen. Yeah. But uh, so Friday, July 14th, or going into the second half of the season, we were 44 and 45. And going into tonight's game on Tuesday, we're 75 and 56. So we've gone, what is that? It's 31 and 11. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's insane. It's an absolutely insane. I mean, it's just unheard of. It's like 2001 numbers. Yeah, can you imagine if 2001 numbers like picked up in May instead of July? Right. Oh my gosh, this team is under. But you know, I was as much as I might have complained about them, I knew that we at least had the pieces for something like this to happen. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't happening. So mm-hmm. it's exciting that it is happening, and we're all able to watch it and witness it. Because you know, right now, all th- three of the teams from the West will make the playoffs if it were to go. I know. I know. Not, it's not the East, which is awesome, but. I thought I it was going to be for our Cleelum native Tanner Swanson. As yeah, the Yankees, but yeah, um, as a Northwest guy, we can all we're good. You know what I'd like? I'd like to know what his how much interaction he has with uh, with uh, the skipper mm-hmm. Aaron Boone. Yep. Aaron, because man, that guy you could do a sports cast on just like his antics mm-hmm. chirping at the rev, or at the umps all game long, right? 
So I wonder how many times he's been kicked out this year. Well, maybe if Tanner's listening, shoot me a text, Tanner. We'll, we'll yeah, let us know. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll quote you warmly and appropriately. That's right, 100%. You, you know, another thing about like about the Mariners is people are showing up. Yes. Against the Royals, um, 45,000, 42,000, and 39,000 people. Mm-hmm. And on a Monday against the lowly A's, a Monday – 37,400. It's insane. That is some good attendance. Yeah. Um, well, Seattle's known to show out for teams and organizations that want to win. I'm telling you what. And that win. Yeah. The Cell, T-Mobile Park, the yeah. Cell. Man, I, that thing looks so great. Yeah. When you're looking at everybody in the stands, and of mm-hmm. course, I prefer my ven- my vantage point being from Edgar's Cantina. Right. Um, and... Uh, Oh gosh, they're just so, they're so good. They're so relevant. Um, just let's just stay healthy and let's right. stay consistent. Exactly. So yeah, absolutely. Well, we got that going, and, and it's finally, you know, we've had we've got a few episodes out this summer, but you know, if summer has to end, at least we got a lot brewing to get us take us out of summer into fall. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that I cannot wait for this week, this weekend. Although, I will be at the concert Thursday night. But if I wasn't at the concert, I would be watching ESPN Plus and the Central Washington Wildcats playing Weber State on ESPN Plus. So if you're not going to the concert Thursday night here at the Ellensburg Rodeo, you will be, hopefully you're tuning into that and seeing what's going on with the Wildcats. Hopefully off to a big start with a huge, like that would be an amazingly huge win. They're going to get a good payday that's going to fund their travel for the rest of the year, right? And then they're going to play, I mean, I saw, I think the rankings came out. They were 10th, 10th in yeah. the FCS. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But you can fly directly into Salt Lake, and mm-hmm. I think Ogden is 45 minutes north. Correct me if I'm is wrong. And, uh, I'm not up on my Utah geography, but yeah. I believe everything you said. Good yes. call. Yeah. Um, way to admit that yeah. on the pod. <laughs> not the geography I'm used to. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and looks like Weaver brings back some talent. But uh, you know they got a new coach. They got a little bit hit on the transfer portal, as which seems to be the new uh, storyline mm-hmm. for 365 days of the year now. Yeah. And uh, but man, it'd be so incredible to get a huge fat payday, a paycheck game, as I call it, mm-hmm. and maybe come out with a win too. Yeah. But of course, it doesn't count. You right. know, I, I I hate that term, but it's totally true. Playoffs for Division Two football are only generated by D2 games, and we have nine of them. Mm-hmm. So we have 11 total games, but nine D2 games, and, man, this would be huge for momentum. Yeah. Plus, it's on a Thursday, so you get a couple of extra days of rest mm-hmm. before uh, what looks like, well, before we destroy Montana Tech. Yep. So. Yep. Hopefully yeah. we just destroy everybody for the rest of the season. and I'll see what I can do about that. We're going to have our guest this episode. We'll come on here in a little bit. But maybe we'll just Craig tease Finn. him, right? Click yeah. There. Craig Finn from, uh, I totally stole your thunder. I apologize. You're but uh, from D2Football.com, uh, he's the LSC columnist, the, the Lone Star State or Lone Star Conference columnist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's going to bless us with his presence over the phone, at least mm-hmm. uh, call in and, and give us his thoughts on CWU and the, and the rest of the Lone Star conference here as we, as we get ready. And, and so um, he'll have some good things to say. And I think we'll have some good questions from him from a central perspective and uh, from a, just a D2 football perspective as well. So I think central, um, you know, I just drove by Thomason just the other day. It looks good, you know. They got a new, her new sound system and a new I hope reader it board. Include, I hope, I hope it includes a new sound system. Yeah, because last one, no, uh, no disrespect to Central, but it sounded like a bad Burger King drive-through. Yeah, I was going to say it <laughs> sounded fuzzy. like uh, the old stereo system I had in my 1993 yeah, Ford Escort. Yeah. So it's that it's one's time. even better. Burger King drive-through <laughs> that actually makes me sorry, hungry, Burger King hungry for a Whopper. We'll just say a bad drive-through speaker. Yeah, there we but go. Yeah, but uh, yeah, a chicken sandwich there. But this no, is, it's it's exciting to see the upgrades of what's happening there. And exactly, I know that we got to get there first. But I'm still fired up, and hopefully, all of my hay is in the barn for the third game of the season, home against Angelo State. And, I've already sent some emails about trying to get my camp trailer down there to tailgate. And it's just, I, 
it's fun. And, you know, Central football has always been good, especially, you know, through my time of being at Central, we were really good and look forward to game days on Saturdays with those guys. And especially now with it being a 6 o'clock start, I'm, I'm officially a soccer dad. Being a soccer dad now, I got some things going on in the middle of the day, but you know what? I can get the kids home and still make it back in time for the game, so I'm pretty excited about that. So we're going to need another podcast for this, but I really want to focus on soccer dad stuff for just 30 seconds, Mm -hmm. if you don't mind. Are are you snacked up? Do you have enough chairs? Are you coaching or are you? No, no. Okay. So you can't have enough snacks. Mm -hmm. You can't have enough water Mm -hmm. or Gatorade or whatever it is, juice. Uh, you're going to come with three sets of coats and they're all by, by the end of the season, they'll be either dirty or gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you just told me a lot cause I had no idea about any of that. So that's, <laughs> I tell you what, when I was in my KVJSA, uh, times, mm-hmm. you know, you start the season in blazing heat. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll never forget the last season that I coached, um, it was like, it wasn't snow, but it was so cold. It was like 27 degrees. So you get a wide spectrum of, of uh, weather. And uh, and that's usually, you know, this was a couple of years ago now, but I think that was like on Halloween morning or was something it? like that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So it'll be a good time. I'm excited now that you said that. It'll be fun. It's <laughs> it'll be really fine. fun. It is absolute pandemonium and it's fun. That's 100% what I'm yeah. expecting. But you know what is uh, controlled chaos, right? And I hope to see a lot of chaos. Is what you got in your hand there? You That's got the, right. You got the high school schedule in front of you. We got some big ones, in, and let's start with uh, Ellensburg to start off with. Uh, kind of a rough year last year for kind the Bulldogs. Of, yep. Uh, hopefully they get back to their winning ways. Always been a strong, uh, historically strong program. They head down to Zilla this week or on Friday night to play the the Leopards. Last year didn't go so well for the Bulldogs, but I remember the Leopards were pretty good at football last year. They always seem to go to state. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they got one of the better teams in the one A, and then they go to big old four A Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davis actually travels here. Yeah, so thankfully, uh, we. Well, I mean, that's probably be an easy trip for us, but uh, I mean, it's a big old four A team, so. We got a, and also a name that we've talked about a lot, mm-hmm. but for volleyball, nice thing is returner Darius and Diaz coming back yeah. senior. Last year's was a first team all conference safety and yep. second team receiver. So the family's pretty good athletic wise, I'd, I'd say. They got um, some genes in that family. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, they got big lineman uh, Henry Joyce coming back, running back Colton Mc, or McGruder. McGruder, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, also is, the is other it, honorable mention is Zayden. Easel, I think I said your name right. Hopefully, I, th- I think so. And if um, we didn't say your name right, the mm-hmm. uh, the love is there. That's darn right. Yeah. Um, Jeff Zanzak back for another year of coaching. Looks like they got the pretty good schedule. You said they got Davis. Then Sela comes to town on September fifteenth. So if I'm not mistaken, you can watch that game on Friday night, and the Wildcats take on Angelo State the next night. My that my- is. That's something you. That's two uh, dates on the calendar it's circled. Going to be a good weekend. You're going to have a 24 hours or 36 hours there of, mm-hmm. of good football. And yeah. then the all hated Prosser Mustangs come to Ellensburg on September 29th. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun to see if they can. Uh, they got a. And the Wenatchee's coming to town. Gosh, yeah. they got a hard schedule here. That's this a is good. Four A team coming to Ellensburg. Mm-hmm. And then we're on the road at Othello. I think Othello yeah. might be the pick to win it all. Right. Um, I don't want to say the Prosser's down, but it seems like Othello has definitely been up the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's get a couple more in the win column for for the Bulldogs, and um, I think they were what four and six on the season last year, mm-hmm. and so six and four or better. Let's get it done. Absolutely, we'll talk about Cleveland Roslin next. They have a brand new coach, first year head coach, Mike Cameron, not the center fielder. Um, he, it's not the same person. I don't think. Maybe it is. I don't. But I don't think he that would be a shock. Be, yeah. yeah, maybe. He, maybe he can still hit a fastball like the Mariners, Mike Cameron. But it'd be interesting. It'd be fun to see how he does this year. You know, last year they were three and seven overall. But you know, we can only just improve from there. Um, they open up this Friday at Manson, and like I said on my radio hit, a little football on the hill. Yeah, if you ever people that haven't been to Manson, 
you you get to Chelan and you keep going. Yep. And then you keep take going. a right and go and up, go up. Big hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go up. Right. Right. Yeah. Straight up, pretty much. But the view up there, it's you should be camping, not playing sports. And Throw it in four low. Yes. and Head up the hill. Yeah. And there's been some pretty sketchy nights coming home basketball games off that hill. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but luckily it'll be nice weather for the Warriors when they head up there. I actually believe Kitatas goes up there after. We're, or Manson comes here for kid attacks. But anyways, they got some fun ones. Gosh, they even got a tough one with Schland coming to town. And that should be a that should be an interesting game. The one I have circled. So already February or Friday, September 29th, Prosser comes into town and then it's Ooh. the battle for Elk Heights. That's a big weekend. That is a big weekend. We're going to have a hard time figuring out which uh right? where Kid Valley Sports Talk is going to be that week. Absolutely. Um yeah, that'll Kittitas be a big, versus Cleveland Roslyn up at Cleveland. The first time it's been up there because they because through COVID, snow, COVID, yeah. travel, whatever the issue was. Right, yeah. The year before COVID was at Kittitas. The year of COVID when we got to play in the spring, weird February in Cleveland. There was a couple feet of snow in the field. Thanks WIAA for doing that one. Um, but uh, I we got the, that. Yeah, yeah, so they came to Kittitas and played, and I believe in a torrential downpour of rain. Sammy and I called that game. Oh yeah, that's it was right. Miserably cold. Luckily, we were in the booth. We we were divas and threatened to walk away that night. We're not going <laughs> to broadcast this unless you put us inside. We're not going to be outside for that one. But uh, and then last year, I believe it was back at Kittitas, just on natural scheduling. So if you're heading up to Cleveland, go get yourself. There's some great restaurants up there. Yep. Yep. Get yourself some beef jerky on the way and mm-hmm. get your get to that field to play. Uh, watch the. What I'm looking forward to is is uh, for Cleveland. Uh, they've got some. I think they got some good linemen coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole Durham and Mac Williams, uh, mm-hmm. both on on the defensive line there. Um, so hopefully that gives. Uh, you know, they might, uh, their front seven or their, at least their front three or four um, might be difficult to get uh, to get through for, for uh, opponents of Cleon. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Kittitas, uh, they did have a game on uh, the schedule for uh, Labor mm-hmm. Day weekend, but uh, that got rescheduled. So, um, you know, they lost a lot, but they also bring a lot back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kittitas went... Uh, Five and one in the EWAC last year, reached the the first round of mm-hmm. uh, the the two B state uh, state bracket, which was great. Uh, before they got knocked off, but uh, mm-hmm. you know they bring back some good. Um, they bring back Brody Stewart, Brady Newkirk, uh, kind of a do everything. We're going to need him to be a do everything kind of athlete. Uh, Terry Huber, mm-hmm. um, who filled in for Ross back last year when. They were mixing up some quarterback play and everything like that. So mm-hmm. I expect to see uh, Huber put it in the air, keep it on the ground, and then he's on the linebacker side too. So that guy's going to be a tired kid every Saturday morning. He's a dude. He can handle it though. So that's good. He can handle he's it. He's a good player. Yeah. And I'm excited to watch these guys play as well. It's going to be, like you said, the first week got canceled. I'm assuming there's no room to make that game up at all. Um, I don't think I don't see I don't see it either. I don't see how it's going to happen. And yeah. then they, so then the Manson comes to Kittitas on September 8th. And then uh, where's they're at Columbia Burbank. That'll be. That's a Thursday game. Yes. Yeah, that's a Thursday game. Yeah. It'll be a quick turnaround from compared to most nights. And then, yeah. like you said, the big one on their schedule is the 29th, the Kittitas Cleelum rivalry game. Um, but I think we can speak for both Kittitas and Cleelum that if you want to. Win the West of the EWAC, you got to beat Goldendale. And Goldendale's the returning, and I believe if last I saw they were ranked on however many people saw that they were. Um, I think Riverview is getting some votes, mm-hmm. um, but Goldendale is is in the top ten. So we play, uh, we host Riverview, right. and we host Goldendale. Thankfully, those are two uh, decently long trips. And I remember we beat Riverview uh, down there in. I'm just going to say mm-hmm. it's Tri-Cities area. Finland. And I remember in my unbiased, completely unbiased opinion, that we kind of got robbed in Goldendale. Yeah. So. Well, and the Goldendale is going to be the road warriors. they got to come to both Kittitas and Cleelum. Oh, good luck to them. And that's a – it's not a bad one. I guess I have a mental block. When there's a mountain pass you have to get over, to me that's a long time, but it's really not that bad. Usually when I'm driving there, when, when, you, when you're coming through – and uh, I, can't, I can't remember. There's that little resort at the bottom of yep. Sadis Pass. And I'm like, oh, it's not that far. But it's mentally, yeah. it's like 
driving to Siberia, but yeah, really it's next not. to Oregon. You are you're in Oregon when you get yeah, there. Yeah, that's yeah. That's the that's the mental block for me. I think. Yeah, mountain pass and Oregon, but it's a beautiful drive on the nice one. Long you don't get stuck behind a semi going up that hill. Oh yeah, hitting yeah. it just right. But uh, no, it's I'm, it's it's here, man. I'm finally it's excited for some high school football Friday nights, college football. I know that um, I don't know if I'll be heading into the to the old fairgrounds on Saturday, but you better believe I'll be watching some college football on Saturday if I'm not mm-hmm. working because yes, yeah. that's kind of a fun. Two things that uh, I want to talk about before we uh, get into our interview with uh, with mm-hmm. Craig Finn of D2Football.com is um, I want to talk about rodeo. But first, can we go back to Central? <coughs> and more specifically, can we go into Nicholson Arena and talk about yes. CBU Volleyball? Yes. Because those ladies are going to be tough. GNAC preseason favorite. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And Daya is the preseason player of the year. Yep. Um, and Daya, the coach, still still the best hair in the business. 100%. Yeah. but Second best golf shot compared to Pika. According but, to our last podcast, yes. that is mm-hmm. correct. Yep. Yeah. You want Pika <laughs> in, your, in your fantasy golf draft. Yep. Yep. But Mario's maybe Mario can do it too. Yep. But, okay, so the GNAC preseason favorite uh, starting on Thursday, the 31st, mm-hmm. They play, um, they play Denver, which is ranked third in D two. Yeah, they play Cal State San Bernardino, which is nineteenth in D two. Mm-hmm. They play Cal State L A, which is ninth in D two, and then wrap it up with Regis, which I believe is is that Utah or Colorado, whatever, somewhere in the mountain states. Yep, eighteenth. Uh, mm-hmm. So of the four teams they play this week the worst one is ranked 19th in the country that's that is a gauntlet and then they head over to Duluth Minnesota for a four-team tournament there Mm -hmm. or they play four teams uh and two of them are ranked in the top eight Duluth is eighth and St. Cloud State is seventh and then they open up the GNAC at home Mm -hmm. against Western number 15 I mean if they come out of, I mean, if they come out of there undefeated, they're they're going to beat everybody, right? But if they come out of there with momentum, we'd be looking good. Oh my gosh, I'd be scared to play them in the GNAC. That so. preseason is amazing, but it's kind of what you got to do on the West Coast if you want to respect in the national scene of things. But and that's the cool part is Central can do it. They're going to be able to get that respect after that. I think college. so, man. I think can so. you imagine? Oh my mm-hmm. goodness! I wish. I, I wish Nicholson would be done by then so I could take my daughters to the Western game in Nicholson Pavilion and watch yeah. that. You might be watching them from the Cirque. Yeah. But there's going to be plenty of opportunities to see him, whether you're looking at mm-hmm. from Nicholson or the Cirque or wherever. Right. Um, but I'm really excited for uh, for CW Volleyball. They, mm-hmm. they beat Eastern in the exhibition, and you never know how that goes. Hey, but Eastern's a Division One volleyball team, right? So I'll right. take that. That's absolutely right. I'll take that. So, but uh, and then Ellsworth Rodeo, baby, yeah, hundred years. It's a big time, man. It is a big, big time. If you want to get out on, I believe Friday slack, a lot of locals will be up Friday. I think you're right. The majority uh, of anybody that rodeos from Ellsworth will be up on Friday. Yep, Friday morning, Thursday. I'm sure everybody's going as well. And then you got the the minor brothers going Friday night rodeo performance. Oh, are they in the perf? I don't they have that pulled perf. up yet. Yep. Um, it's doing my research earlier. There you go. And uh, I we'll look at that if I'm correct. They're first out, yeah. And uh, so if you want to see the locals get there Friday morning for slack and then stay through the night, I love the Friday night rodeo. That's some, the well, not only because it's Patriot night, but it's just it's usually 100 degrees for the Labor Day weekend, and that night it's dark and shaded and cold. Yep. I don't yep. do heat, John. So, and then you better believe I'll be sitting down in our box on Monday for the finals. Did oh. you say in the box? Are you one of those elitist box seat holders? I don't know if I'd say elitist. I, my Shame. boots have cow crap on them. When okay, I show, so okay. at least I'm a down to earth elitist. So, um. <laughs> so you're not going to be wearing no elephant skin no, that no. you know you can eat off of. You're going to have some manure on your boots, probably. And I probably okay. just stepped in it on the way there, but. Um, no, but I do enjoy my because I am one John that do not. There's people I like. There's lots. I love people, but I don't like sitting next to people squished in. And totally agree. So if I have my own chair, my daughters can roam without making other people mad. That's the biggest aspect of that whole thing. So that's great. Have the kids there, but I'll be there Friday or Monday morning or Monday to watch the performance. Um, 
I might have to sneak away in case my daughter gets in the Pee Wee show for the steers, but I can't yeah. wait to watch Championship Monday at the Ellsberg Road so for the 100th. When you're in your box, are you looking at the the bucking shoots or are you a little bit more toward the roping shoots? Where, where does your box look out at? Towards the end where they leave the arena. Okay. We're down there. So Perfect. It'll be good. It's fun. It's a good it's a, time. It's a, it is an absolute good time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. This is my... 23rd or 24th straight year where I'm putting a call out to say, would somebody please let me join their wild cow milking team? Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I can't rope, and I don't <laughs> have much torque in my body to bring, uh, you know, a pretty little heifer down, but um, yep. I'm I'm willing to. It's not all that it's made out to be, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you are a veteran of that. <laughs> I did it once. Well, no, I've done it like three or four times, but I've only had my head, my roper catch one time. Okay. And I ended up one, I drug across the entire arena, <laughs> and yeah. it was the toughest minute of my life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, there you go. But I'm just not as tough as really Stingley. In the, I know. In it's the, always uh, a damn Stingley mm-hmm. guy, kid, that, or a, I say kid. He's I, got I, a buckle for each kid he's got. So. I know. My goodness. He's also a football player from Montana. Uh, Montana Western. Montana Western. Yeah. Shout out really Big Stingley's. old dude. Maybe we'll get him on the podcast this fall, but. Someday. Um. Yeah, and so I'm excited. The 100th anniversary, get to see some pretty cool things, and I'm excited for everything to kick off Thursday night with a concert. And uh, I got my kids are staying at the in-laws, so that the wife and I can enjoy some time. And that's awesome. I'm excited about it. It'll be fun. That's so, good. All right. Well, as we start to wrap this episode up, we're gonna bring on a guest, and then we'll come back and close it out. But our guest, Craig Finn. D2football. From d2football.com, uh, the uh, Lone Star Conference columnist. He'll be uh, calling in shortly, so hang out for just a second. Absolutely. We'll be right back. Well, Kittitas Valley Sports Talk podcast listeners, we are back. And as promised, as promised, much anticipated, from d2football.com, we have Craig Finn, who is the Lone Star Conference columnist who covers uh, – the Lone Star Conference, which includes Central Washington throughout the year, definitely throughout the fall. And and Craig is calling in from, uh, he's an East Coast guy that covers Midwest and Texas uh, football. Craig, thanks for calling in today. Oh, happy to be here. Calling from uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So that was going to be my first question. How in the heck does an East Coast guy cover Texas D2 football. Well, uh, basically it comes down to you guys. Um, well, <laughs> in a way, um, I'd been on the message board quite a bit over the past few years, particularly after my alma mater, New Haven, which is in the Northeast 10 conference, uh, brought football back after having yep. mothballed it for five years. Um, just as a, it's kind of an evolution after posting on the message board a lot. I, I asked Brandon, the webmaster, what do you think if I covered the independence? Well, Brandon agreed. And uh, as a part of that uh, was Sandra Washington, uh, uh, West Oregon, at the time Simon Fraser. Mm-hmm. Following year, asked me again, hey, what do you think about covering them again, but move over? to uh lsc that's where i've been (laughs) what so that's how a guy who lives in the middle of the psac (laughs) starts covering that (laughs) so that was gonna that's how you know i'm a i'm a i i wrote for the website for a few years and i got involved with it by the message board and brandon i can't remember if i reached out to him or he reached out to me but it's a it's fun to cover. Um, the The website is is the mecca for all things D two football. And talk to me. And I I don't know if you've if you've been able to see any Texas football live in person. But what is the what's the mentality of like northeastern states football versus Texas or you know New Mexico or just the Midwest kind of football? Is there much of a difference in terms of fan interaction at the D2 level, in your opinion? It, it, it kind of fits in with the, the regions. Um, where I'm originally from in Connecticut, uh, football has its pockets. You have, and I don't know if you do this out, in, out west, but uh, 
the big game every year is Thanksgiving Day football for, for high schools. Mm-hmm. You know, the big game around where I am, and I did not go to either of these schools, but my mom went to one of these schools back when she was much younger. Um, the, the big game in our area was uh, Ansonia versus Naugatuck, and that got like, that gets like 10,000 a game, and that 10,000 every year for that game, and uh, that's the big game in our area for high school. But uh, honestly, you, you only, in New England, you only have pockets where where football is really big and uh it just so happens that uh um, university of new haven was one of those pockets really the first time i heard of them was when i was in high school when they beat mighty yukon yukon was one double at the time and wow um i never forgot that it turned out i ended up going there and yukon was on my list of other schools and uh i was lucky enough to be there for when Tony Sperano was the coach um, before he went off to the NFL. Right. Sadly, he passed away a couple of years ago. In Region 1, where I mainly am, where I grew up, really it's the closer you get to the Midwest, the more you get to that football mentality that you might think of and you might associate with, with Texas or the Midwest. Mm-hmm. and. That's that's the PSAC West, where you go on their message boards. It's IUP all the time, almost. Yeah, <laughs> and they're they're them and Slippery Rock. They're those are the schools, and Cal U too, to a lesser extent. Those are the schools where they're out west. Even living out in Lancaster, where I am. That's considered the Midwest to me. Um, okay. And that's where you really start getting that, that more intense, that fan intensity. Um, uh, the teams out there are, for the most part, better. Although um, Shepard, who's in the PSA, PSAC East, has beaten them over the years. They've been the best team in the league the last couple of years. Well, see what happens with them now that the Bajans in the NFL. Like I was saying before, there's just mainly a number of, of pockets, and I would say Western PA is probably the most closest to that that mentality that you might see in the, in the Midwest and in Texas, although I will say Texas is different. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me a little bit about, let's talk about Texas stuff. Lone Star Conference, obviously, okay. specifically. Give me kind of a, a state of the union of, of going into this season. Um, I mean, obviously, Angelo, no surprise. Angelo State is the preseason favorite. Got most of the first place votes, and I don't think teams can vote for themselves, so I'm pretty sure it was Angelo State who voted for Central to be second in the uh, or voted for Central to, to win the conference as well. So... Um, it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, clearly it's Angelo State is still the team to beat. What do you, uh, do you agree with that? And secondly is, what do you think about the rest of the league? Um, any, you look at any surprises or teams that are going to uh, move on up? Um, I see, even with uh, getting hit by the portal the way Angelo State got hit, they they lost the wide receiver, they lost the linebacker, they lost their top running back. They're they're not a one hit wonder. They are a program now. They have plenty of guys who are still there who have that experience. I think on paper they're the best roster in the league right now, mm-hmm. uh, and I do think there's good reason for them to be the favorites. As far as the rest of the league, we'll see it on the field. We'll we'll see what those other teams have to offer um, and, and Central Washington finished second and they finished second in the league and they were hit with some injuries yep. last year yep. um, with the uh, Glasper being down for a while. And when he came back, he was not effective. Flanagan being out, Morrison being out. I actually see their offense, which struggled a lot last year. Their offense going to be three deep at running back with Morrison back. If, J.J. Lemming can be consistent, they legit have a shot at challenging Angelo. I hope you're um, right. Uh, I mean, because Angelo 
they've got a great uh, game here in, in a couple of days at, at West Alabama, but I, I kind of consider it being an, an okay game last year uh, for Central. I mean, obviously Central lost, and I'm biased. It was 22-12, to 12 and um, but I thought we hung tough with them. Uh, given the, the the struggles that we were having with injuries and inconsistency, but uh, yeah, I, I would I would agree with you on on uh, Angelo being a program uh, rather than a one hit wonder, and and then yeah, if Central can be consistent, and hopefully there's some surprises on the offensive and defensive lines that seems like on paper we got decimated there with with transfers or, or graduation. So hopefully central can, can surprise us in, in the trenches because yeah, Morrison, uh, Trajan Henderson and, and Flanagan. Oh my goodness. If they can get some blockers, we're going to be, we're going to be dangerous on the ground. Yeah. They, they lost four on both sides of the, of the ball. Yeah. And that could be significant, but again, that that's something you're not going to see that until they're on the field. And, uh, Unfortunately, this week is against a D1 opponent, so it's kind of hard to determine unless there's a huge surprise and they are in it, like with five minutes left, then maybe we see something. But right. uh, it's really not going to be until they see more equal opponents. Yep. Um, that, that, that determination will, will be there. Um, and it's really, you know, with that league, it's, there was a whole bunch of like Campbellization underneath Angela State, and if there's one team that comes out of that, I think that'll be a second playoff team. I'm glad you mentioned that because I know uh, we've got so many teams to contend with in in terms of the RMAC and the uh, uh, is it the NSIC? I can't I can't quite remember who's in our who's in our region yeah. but uh um yeah i mean the armac is going to have a, a, a couple of teams and and uh up there in the upper midwest as well so yeah having angelo obviously they were a great representative going all the way to the regional final uh but my goodness it, that's a seems like regions two or pardon me regions three and four are just stacked and so if if you're a if you got three D two losses like Central did last year, I think they're going to be on the outside looking in again. Yeah, you don't want to be in Region Three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gosh, yeah, that is. And I know last time Central made the the playoffs, they got put in that region. Yeah. And, uh, hey, Northwest Missouri State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one. What do you what do you think? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You think it's Eastern New Mexico and then obviously West Texas A and M that have new coaches. I'd never know what to expect with West Texas. If you if you judge your opinion based off of the message boards, it's either um, everybody is celebrating or every, everybody is in the deepest darkest depression. Uh, there in Canyon, Texas, but, um, you know, do you see the Western New Mexico's and Eastern New Mexico's maybe having decent years? Do you see West Texas A&M bouncing back? And I saw in your column today, um, and we're recording this on a Tuesday, the 29th on your column today, you were saying what Texas A&M Kingsville are we going to get the seven and O team that started off or the, the team that ended Oh, and five, I mean, shoot. And they got re- they're receiving votes uh, on the AFCA poll. I saw, and I'm thinking, how could they be receiving votes when votes when they ended the season 0 and five? But um, so that's a long winded way of saying, is there a team that that you expect that to come out of mediocrity to maybe challenge uh, Angelo or or Central? I would hope so. That's going to be the big question. It's going to be I mean, answered. Well start to answer in the in the first months and and some of the games that I'm looking at really are uh, next week with Kingsville taking on West Georgia and West Georgia was a hair away from making the playoffs last year yep in region two if Kingsville puts up a good game against them they'll that could mean something for them and and Midwestern 
this week going out to uh, Pueblo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got blown out last year in, in week one by them. Even even if Midwestern loses that game, if they have a better showing since they'll be breaking in a new quarterback, if they have a better showing at the Pueblo team that's looking to go back to the playoffs, that could tell that could mean something too. And really it, it comes down who's gonna who beats Angelo. Right. If whoever beats Angelo is gonna be front and center for uh, number two. Two seasons ago, not last season, two seasons ago, uh, Midwestern won the LSC. Angelo finished second, but they were the only one that made the playoffs. You know, who beat them both? West Texas. West Texas has a bunch of transfers coming in, a new coach. There are a lot of moving parts going into week one, and also you're probably even more moving parts out in Friday Night Lights land, uh, Odessa with the, the Permian Basin. They brought in 30 transfers, I think. 30 Almost transfers? 30 transfers, yep. Wow. So they, they might be busy. the biggest question mark because we don't know. Yeah. yeah. They were they were the busiest team in the portal in the entire country. Wow. wow. And they brought in that coach who's 28. <laughs> the New Mexico teams will... Western New Mexico, they have they have Larson. He can throw with three hundred and three hundred out of just getting out of bed. Um, they're at least going to annoy people. I don't know if they get back to six to six wins, but they're they're going to give people headaches. And Eastern New Mexico, they're they're all in on that triple option, and when it's run well, that's going to give teams headaches. And they've won with that. And I think they'll win with it again. I don't know if it'll be this year, but right. eventually. You said you mentioned Permian Basin might have been the the busiest team in the off season around the country. Let's talk about the country a little bit. Is it Ferris State and everybody else? I saw that Grand Valley is number two, Ferris State is number one, and they're cross state rivals. Um, they seem to be so dominant. Pittsburgh State is right up in there. But Fair State with two in a row, do you see anybody beating them this year? Two in a um, row national championships, pardon me. I will get banned by the GLIAC board if I say anything about uh, <laughs> Fair State in that vein. Um, I mean, Green Valley beat them last year. Right. They can beat them again. They can certainly beat them again. That is, that I called Angela State a program. Fair State is a Division One program. Masquerading as a Division Two team, <laughs> those are the players they get. They get Division One level players. Give them that level of training, so that they can either, when they finish up, they can go to a D one program or possibly go to pros. They've sent guys to the pros mm-hmm. over the the few years. Oddly enough, their quarterback, when they won their first title, Bernhardt, ended up being a wide receiver for the Falcons. I didn't know that. Yeah, they they basically Ferris was basically running the single wing with him. They they would not throw the ball, and they were running for four hundred yards a game. They've been I, in the they've been in the final. Obviously, the two thousand twenty season doesn't exist, so they've been in the national final three out of the last four games and or years, and they've won the last two. And yeah, they. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, Grand Valley beat them in the regular season. Fair State beat them in the wow. regional final or whatever it is when it counts more. I guess you could say. But yeah, that that's a uh, that is a program. The fact that that coach, I don't know if he's flirted with FCS or or uh, you know FBS kind of schools, but man, oh man, he's got to be getting the attention of other schools unless he just wants to stay there. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised that he hadn't left yet. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, out, in, out in the Northeast 10, uh, Assumption University, they were the Northeast 10 champs last year. hate to say it, but they beat my school to, to win the Northeast 10. Um, but uh, they had a coach a few years ago named Bob Chesney. He had Deontay Harris, who's in the NFL now. 
a lot of really good teams, a lot of really good players, and Assumption nearly won Super Region 1 under him. And he's at Holy Cross right now, and um, there was some talk that he would have gotten possibly been under consideration for the UConn job, which went to uh, Jim Mora. But I don't, I don't know enough about what uh, Coach Anise at uh, Ferris State, I don't know enough about him to know if he's interested in moving up or, or anything. He's got something there, and he's going to be, uh, as a coach, he's going to be, um, teams are going to be looking looking at him, and that, and that program is a machine, and Grand Valley's a machine, Northwest Missouri, Pitt State. Angelo, there are teams that can win the national championship, but in order to win, they're going to be, they have to be at a level that Ferris State has been at for a number of years right now. And that's really difficult for most programs to, uh, to get to. I mean, look at, look at what they did to Colorado Mines. Colorado Mines, they have a bunch of six year guys. I think they're bringing their kids to the games. They're so old. <laughs> and, uh, and some of those guys are still around. Um, like like their quarterback, Ferris, beat them handily. Yeah, uh, they got them good, uh, 41-14 last year. So, well, as we as we wrap up here, Craig, as, as can, then, can Thursday's kickoff not come soon enough? Or have you been able to, I mean, depending on the message boards or the websites or the social media, you see it, it this is like Christmas coming uh, with, with opening day kickoffs and stuff like that. Have you been looking forward to this ever since, uh, ever since the national championship uh, came to a close last, uh, last uh, winter? On a personal note, um, University of New Haven is playing on Thursday night. It's their first ever night game in their stadium. So be there? Really, uh, I won't be there. No, I'm, I'm going to be in Pennsylvania. I'm getting ready to take a Labor Day trip out to uh, Virginia. I'll be keeping track of that. I'll be keeping track of particularly Angela State and uh, in Central Washington and Western Oregon have games that night too. Yep. Hoping for an upset. Um, I don't. I don't know Western Oregon going to pull it off, but uh, they kind of gave. They didn't necessarily threaten Weber State when they played last year, but Western Oregon got a defense, and they always um, seem to be a factor, and they always seem to have an upset uh, with them. Obviously, they knocked off Central uh, last year, and so they, they seem to be six and five, five and six year after year, but one of those wins is always knocking somebody out of the playoffs. It seems like, yeah, they're, they're hard nosed. Um, I, I didn't realize how big a guy Ferguson is. Yep. Uh, He's a big dude. uh, That is definitely a former lineman. He, him and, uh, Fisk, uh, Central Washington, they seem like they really have their, finger on the pulse of that program and both done uh, good jobs well we're actually uh we know fisk well enough to uh, to pull him out of his office and give him those accolades so mm-hmm. i'll make sure to do that and and uh, craig i really appreciate the time uh drive safe on your on your trip here for labor day weekend good luck to your new haven team unless they're playing the wildcats <laughs> in central washington well i i appreciate that thank you all right, Craig, you have a good season. We'll follow you on d2football.com and, and uh, check out the website, everybody. And uh, we'll wrap up this interview, and ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back here uh, shortly. Well, John, I think we can all say we're pretty fired up for this fall and football starting Thursday night, kickoff for the Wildcats, Friday night for the Bulldogs and the Warriors. What did you? What was your takeaway? You know, he. W- I noticed that Craig didn't want to say it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put words in his mouth. He didn't want to say it. But I think he's uh, expecting an upset from Central. Yep, I think so. I mean, I think yeah, I think it was pretty clear. That's right, Craig. If you don't agree with me, you can call back into next week's show <laughs> or or uh, talk trash to me on the on the D two football dot com message boards. Mm-hmm. But I mean, really, that can that can either be a a trend setting game, a momentum builder, or you get your paycheck. Let's go home and focus on Montana Tech. That's right. You know. Either way, they're going to have to focus on Montana Tech and mm-hmm. win or loss. The best thing to do is get ready for the next game, you know. So, 
but he he made it he made a good point. I mean, running back we're going to be stacked, and JJ Lemming can get things rolling in the quarterback spot. Then I think we're going to be I think we're going to be a okay. I think so too. Um, fire it up! It's going to be good. I uh, do. The one thing I took from it is I think we need to pay a little bit more attention to uh, Permian Basin because I was surprised to hear about how many transfers they had come in. Thirty transfers. That's the starting. That's insane. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Really good. So it'll be interesting to see how they if it's a if it's a deal where they can get the what you know the reason Central's successful. We have the athletes, we have the coaching staff that build the program and the culture. It'll be interesting if they can have that culture down there to to compete. And the last year they got whooped up on pretty good, I believe. But but you know what, the portal can change a lot. So it'll it's be amazing. really curious to see how they that pans out. You know, really quick, let's look at the schedule. Is you know we talk about Permian Basin. That's our last regular season. So. Our homecoming game is October 21st against West Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. I will be there. I'm pretty sure you will be too. Yep. And then uh, we hit the road to Kingsville. And I believe to get to Kingsville includes five planes and 13 buses to yeah. get there. It could be exaggerating, but I don't think I'm that far off. And then we have an off off week. Uh, that would have been the Simon Fraser game. God, you know, RIP, God rest their soul, mm-hmm. uh, to Simon Fraser's uh, program. But uh, that's probably good that we get a week off because that's, that's a terrible trip to Kingsville. And then we fly back into, I don't know if you fly into Odessa directly or Amarillo or wherever, but mm-hmm. Permian Basin. And I was doing a little uh, sleuthing mm-hmm. on the Google. Yeah. And uh, they are now not playing in Ratliff Stadium, which was made famous by right. Friday Night Lights movie. They're they're astound broadband stadium, and according to the Google, looks like a really nice stadium. Still pretty dang nice. I mean, that's a those Texas footballs. I mean, there's so many a really nice yeah. high school, small college stadiums there that mm-hmm. are you know fitting eight to fifteen thousand people, packed. and and they're and they're packed, and uh, so yeah. Um, so it's not. I don't think it's as difficult as a, of a trip as Kingsville in terms of the logistics. But mm-hmm. you know, two games back to back, going back down to Texas. So, um, yeah, what would be make that easier if we're undefeated? So we, I believe that means you get the first round of the playoffs off. That would be huge. That would be huge. So be there awesome. you go. I'm awesome. there. Undefeated season. We're Ready? going for it. Yep. Bring home the trophy. Schedule our trip to Texas for the D2 championship. We will be there. Yeah. Talk to Dr. Dennis Francois to pay for our trip. <laughs> and we'll see what he comes up with that one. So, well, John, I'm fired up. I know we I all need too. to get, get on the road and get ready for the Ellsberg Rodeo and our kickoff of football. And I know next week or the week after when we record a game, we can talk some college volleyball and high school volleyball and soccer, high school soccer. And it's, it's happening. Things are happening. And, and we thank you guys for listening. If you can do us a favor, share this with somebody. Share our podcast with anybody in your circle. Just try to keep growing this thing one one uh, episode after another. And, and we just want to spread the word of sports sports in the Kansas Valley because some pretty great things happen here. So with that, have a happy Labor Day weekend, everybody. And let's go Wildcats. <laughs>